Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where normally we are covering all those amazing reality shows that only had one season. But today we are doing our supplemental summer episodes on The Hills' new beginnings. The Hills have size. Le do. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm your host, Frank Pesanite III. And I'm Meredith Bradbeck. And today we're going to be discussing episode three, You're Not My Family. Oh, that was the title? I didn't even know Yeah, that was, that was the title. Ouch. Yeah, ouch is right. Um, so we have a little house cleaning, not a ton, because we just recorded on Friday, and it is now Wednesday. Um, Heather uh, Gloom Cookie tweeted us and said, I have something to say to that Instagram commentator, eat a sweaty bag of dicks. How dare they react to my Frank and Meredith like that? Thank you, Heather. We, we appreciate that. Um, Heather also said lol I thought Whitney was nude slash bottomless during their hike too I love seeing Misha she actually has thighs instead of straight shapeless legs we need more Misha agreed we do need more Misha agreed and we were deprived this episode I know no Whitney either barely any Misha and no Whitney at all yeah um uh, she has said thanks for mentioning the Hills Facebook group I didn't even think early to look for Hills groups turns out there are three and I joined them all (laughs) yeah I need to do that too full disclosure um, and then she also said Stephanie was dating Taylor, AKA Sleazy T while Adrena was dating Justin. Did I block this out of my mind? Did we know that? She must've said it on Pratcast. Oh, she says on, um, on Pratcast, she casually mentioned when talking about how she and Justin became friends back in the day, minute 25, she starts talking about Justin and it comes out. Is she delusional or were Justin and Adrena really a thing? What do we believe? I have a lot to say about that because that's funny. That was the episode I listened to and I completely ignored the part about Sleazy T because I thought she was talking about that disgusting motocross rider, Josh, that she dated toward the end. And I totally forgot who Taylor was. Brain yeah. fart. Um, and then Taylor Anderson, our Sleazy T, um, yeah. and said, yes, shout out to me. And side note, on Steph's pod, she states she dated Sleazy T. What? Who knew we dated? But seriously, didn't Spencer say she's never had a serious boyfriend right at the time when he was getting married? Yeah. Um, and then Taylor also said, oh my God, I was watching the second episode with my cousin and her new baby, a newfound enthralled Hills and Southern Charm fan at four weeks old, and said, why is this club so bright? <laughs> yeah. Side oh, note, yeah. I side note, I had a shit ex-boyfriend swear on his dead father. He wasn't cheating on me, and he was so cheating on me. So don't swear on people. It's lame as fuck. So yeah. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Yep. Um, and then we get into, um, my, all my live tweeting, which I won't go through. Um, I followed along this week. <laughs> oh, did <you? laughs> uh, I didn't have, I didn't have enough mental capacity at 10 o'clock at night to take notes and write you back, but I, I liked a lot of them because I thought they were very funny. Thank you. Um, and that's it for Twitter. Um, now you listened to last week's podcast. I listened to this week's podcast. Yeah, and um, Stephanie says some stuff that I I was I went down a real deep rabbit hole when I rewatched um, last night about the whole Adrena Dustin Bobby thing. Okay, <laughs> Stephanie implies in the podcast she also was acting like they really dated, and I wonder if Adrena mentions a lot of timeline stuff in this episode and says it's like 2007 all over again, Justin Bobby and Adrena. Well, that was pre the Hills. And then she says that Justin makes her feel 19 again, which was 15 years ago. Yeah. It's way pre the Hills. So do we think that it's possible they dated before the Hills? Well, remember when Justin's introduced on the Hill, she said, it's this guy who I dated a few times, but he left me in Vegas. And Lauren said, it's the guy who left you in Vegas. So I think that all of this same old Justin stuff again is referring to that. Like the period yeah. where he dated before the Hills. And the stuff that happened on the hills was all bullshit and fake. Because I'd always read that he was just her hairdresser. Yeah. Well, I think at the very least, if they were never an official item, it's always been this understanding in that friend group, I guess, that they hooked up or were always about to or something. Well, Stephanie, let's drop in the podcast that, A, she didn't say anything about returning for season two, but she felt bad for Spencer in this episode. Fascinating. That Brody really was like a brother to him. And she said it was like losing a brother. And 
she was on Spencer's side and that Brody wasn't there for Heidi and Spencer when they were going through their really hard times and all the Costa Rica bullshit and that, that he didn't go see the baby and all of this stuff. But then she flip-flops and talks about how she and Brody bonded on the press tour over the fact that they were both in the same boat with Spencer. Yeah, of course. That he holds a grudge and like won't let anything go and they don't see it being fixed. So it was, she was all over, as she always is, she was all over the board, but yeah. And I, that doesn't surprise me. And I, I've heard her say that on other episodes. So the episode before that, where she recaps episode two that we talked about on Friday, a few tidbits that I found interesting was that one, she said at the bright club and her coming home party that Spencer and Heidi apparently made a huge scene And we only saw a tidbit of it when Spencer yells at her, you're not my family, whatever. But apparently they were like, these people are not your friends. These are castmates. And that's why she went outside and was so upset is that they actually made a huge deal. And that's why people felt bad for her. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And then towards later in the episode, she is basically crying and it sounded really sincere and it made me sad because Wells starts asking her about a season two and she said like and he said you know once the press tour was done you came right back to London and she said that LA is basically done for her she went home to try and work things out with Spencer and her family and kind of start over and see if she could spend more time there. And she really can't. And she said, in the period of filming, I lost everything. I don't have my brother. I don't have my parents. And so I just ran back to London. Oh, was, so I guess that does mean that her parents are on Heidi and that's her side. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, is that telling? Should we... Like, the parents, I thought, were semi-normal. So if the parents are Team Spencer, or is it just because they have a kid? I don't know. And they I don't re- want them to, like, withhold Gunner. Like... I I really don't know. And I think watching Stephanie and Spencer interact too, I feel like it's just a tangled sea and they have both done horrible things to each other. It's just, there's got to be fault on both sides. There just has to be. Well, the really interesting thing she did let drop about, you know, they showed the preview for next week where she, they're like, uh, Heidi's on the phone and she's like with, with someone who says, oh, Stephanie's, uh, your Spencer's mom called and she wants to bring Stephanie as her plus one. And Stephanie said that in actuality, she was bringing her mother as a surprise. Like Stephanie was the one invited and was bringing her mother. And that phone call was like fake bullshit to cause drama. Hmm. I thought was interesting. Yeah. Well, so she releases, I was about to slam a podcast that releases on a not regular schedule. I shouldn't do that. (laughs) The week before, I think she released an episode on a Thursday and this one came out on Tuesday. So I just need to subscribe so that I stop missing it because I enjoy her recaps. Well, the real bummer was that Wells kept trying to get her to recap specific things that I was interested in, like Audrina and Justin Bobby. And then she'd go off on a tangent and not do it. Always. She she loves a long tangent. And she brought up the champagne thing again. And even Wells was like, she's like in Champagne Gate. And he's like, we have talked about this before, Stephanie. And she's like, but there's so much more. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's still really upset about that. Yeah, speaking we'll of the Pratts, you know, holding grudges. Um, also, speaking of recaps, this was part of my house cleaning just really quick. That Spencer and Heidi are working... <clears throat> with Cosmopolitan to recap episodes. So I said last week that he gave an interview where he said that thing about Audrina and Corey, but really they are recapping the episodes with Cosmo. Someone else, someone else is actually writing them. It's written more like an interview. Um, but you can read their takes on scenes and stuff like that. If I'm trying to keep up with all of it, but I'm clearly not succeeding. Also, Spencer's live tweeting of the episode is also hilarious. Like, Heather and I retweeted it, sent us a link to, like, all of the stuff he said. Um, very, like, incendiary. And a lot of it was pretty funny. Yeah. Yep. And speaking of Corey and Audrina real quick. Oh, that was rough. That article you sent me. Yeah. So, well, it made the only reason it's relevant. So, Audrina's ex missed his drop-off of their child. And she called the police because they're still in a custody battle years later. 
And it made me even more upset that Spencer stirred that up for her with his recap in Cosmo. So that's why it's relevant. It's still very much an issue for Audrina and Corey. So I really hope that Spencer will keep his mouth shut from now on and not, not make it worse. Agreed. Um, so should we it? jump into the episode? Yeah, let's do it. We open uh, at some restaurant, yeah? Which they didn't say the name of. I've been trying to really be good about getting the names of places where they are, and they didn't say the name of the restaurant, but some, like, very beachy, outdoorsy, Laguna-ish restaurant. I know, it kind of looked like Big Little Lies for a second. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, and we're having lunch with Heidi, Audrina, and Ashley. Yes. And Heidi says it's her first friends out lunch after Gunner. And I, I'm and trying. Gunner's over a year old. I know. And I'm trying and to be sympathetic. <laughs> I'm not sympathetic. And I wrote in my notes, Heidi, you're a stay-at-home mom with a nanny. Like, why are you, with one kid, why are you so frazzled? Like, okay. I have friends who work, have ki- like multiple kids, and are less frazzled than Heidi. Right. Well, can I put out another theory? Yeah. <laughs> that she doesn't have any friends. Well, that's what Stephanie said on the podcast this week. Yeah. She's like, this is bullshit. She's like, she has no friends. That's why she hasn't been out in a year. And it has nothing to do with Gunner. She's like, she doesn't have anyone to go to lunch with. Yeah. Like, they record their podcast and then they do stuff for Pratt Daddy, apparently. Yeah. But, you know, she's having lunch with other moms and she just, she finds it so great. Even though she was sort of annoying me, Heidi looked really good this episode, and she kicked it off at this beach restaurant lunch with some kind of epic braided thing. What would you call that? They weren't like boxer braids, but they were like kind of on the top of her head, and I loved it. It was it was basically a variation of a French braid, but it was pretty. It was really pretty. I mean, yeah. it just looked so big because of all her big hair and the extensions and stuff, but yeah, it was pretty. But I liked it like I agree. That. She looked great. She looked great. Yeah. And then Audrina talks about Justin and her blind date with Matt, the businessman. <laughs> now, I have a couple things to say about this one. I already mentioned the timeline stuff, so I won't go over that again with the 2007 and 19 again. Yep. Um, but the, I, number one, I thought that Audrina's date looked like a Bobo Jason Waller. Oh, yeah, he did. Like, he looked like a low-rent Jason. I mean, he was cute, but he looked like a low-rent version of Jason, almost like they could be related. And then um, on the Pratt cast, Stephanie claims that she actually dated him. Like, Audrina says in the thing, like, we didn't have any chemistry, but Stephanie said they actually dated for a while, and then she got rid of him and dated Ryan Cabrera again. Yeah, I think you and I talked about that in one of our episodes. Yeah, so I I don't know what's going on with that, and I just noticed today on my way home from work, and I I forgot to pull it up once I had good cell service, but I don't on the train. Jason posted on his Instagram the entire cutscene of the whole date. Ooh. The three-minute thing. I just didn't have time to watch it. But he posted the whole date. I know what I'm doing as soon as we're done recording. Yeah, exactly. But so I don't know what her whole is. Like, I mean, I guess maybe this was filmed after, and that's why she's claiming they had no chemistry. But according to Stephanie, they actually went out for a while. Huh. It's weird. I Why am I taking Stephanie as the authority? <laughs> I do, though. Like, when I listen to her podcast, I believe her. Well, because I don't, I I believe her too. And I think she's too, like, emotionally damaged to lie. Like, if that makes sense. Like, she's too, like, off the rails, like, blah, and, like, she says whatever. So I too believe her. And I think that she's not, I mean, granted, she was on Made in Chelsea for forever. So I don't want to say that she's not, like, TV savvy. But I don't think she's smart enough. Because she was saying stuff on the podcast that, like, happens in a while on the show. So I don't think she has enough to censor herself to be like, wait a minute, I shouldn't break the fourth wall and ruin what the show is saying. Because she's perfectly happy to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, So another thing I noticed about this lunch that got me very excited is that they were actually eating food. Yeah. Audrina picked up a carbohydrate of some sort and took a bite of it on camera. Yeah, I was impressed. All three of them were eating. It was yeah. incredible. That never was- happens on television. So get it, ladies. Keep eating. So then the ladies talk about Justin's concert on Friday. 
And then there's some confusion about what day it's on. And my note was like, check your production schedule, girls. Like, (laughs) (laughs) the producers clearly told you it's on Friday, so it's on Friday. And then we find out that Spencer is at Brandon's pool party. At Pamela Anderson's house. And I was dying because I tweeted, like, not going to lie, like, really excited to see Pamela Anderson's house. And the Hills retweeted me. Yes, that's We're amazing. Like, pretty exciting. <laughs> My first note says Pamela's house, exclamation point. Me too. Pam's uh, house, exclamation point. <laughs> and my second note says, why is Brandon dressed like Hunter S. Thompson? Because <laughs> um, I think that's just his aesthetic. <laughs> it totally is. He looks like something from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. A hundred percent. Yeah. Now, I did a little digging. Um, they So at this party were... Brandon, Brody, Spencer, Justin Bobby, and Michael Oostinger. I'm yes. probably saying that wrong. I did a deep cut on him, too. Oh, me too. Okay, so we both know that he does PR for Cannabiotics. Yeah, I think it's Cannabiotics, yeah. Um, so he's a giant professional weed dealer for Legal Pot. Um, and Spencer's friend, apparently, was his tag. Yeah. Um, and he shows up quite a bit in the episode. It was weird. Well, and I was surprised Brandon was hanging out with him. I have more information about Michael Utzinger. Okay. He is also a producer, not surprising at all, of Utzinger Entertainment. And he just released a music video for the band Oz, A-H-Z. Okay. And their video for Bad Decisions came out May 30th of this year. And it's Brody's band. Shut up. Yep. And then why was he listed as Spencer's friend? And that's weird. I don't know. And of course I watched the video. <laughs> and it got stuck in my head for a, like an hour afterwards. And Billboard says, describe the band, has a touch of pop punk sneer and trudging metal in its DNA. Um, so, like, Limp Biscuit? <laughs> um, I mean, that's not... Fallout Boy? Yeah, more, I would say more like Fallout Boy, some 41 than Limp Biscuit. Like, it was, okay. it's not as angry as Limp Biscuit. at least the song wasn't. Um, you know, hold on, I wonder if I can... Did we know Brody had a band? I didn't. I didn't either. (laughs) Which makes me wonder, what am I doing with my time? Have I been too busy? This is terrible. Um, I wonder if I play it, if you'll be able to hear it. I don't know. Let's try it. Can you hear this? No. Okay, never mind then. So, everybody go watch it. It's A-H-Z, Bad Decisions. (laughs) But that's Michael Itzinger, even though apparently he's listed as Spencer's friend. So this pool party, I sort of thought that Heidi was implying that it was like a guy's pool party. And that's why Spencer was over there hanging out with Brandon. It was like for the boys. And then there are a bunch of younger women there. Instamodels. Yeah. Did you think it was a guy's party or was that just me? Well, I thought it was a guy's party, and then I thought that, like, when the girls showed up, that was going to be drama. Like, I thought, like, oh, my God, Heidi's going to get pissed, but then yeah. turns it into an infomercial for Pratt Daddy Crystals, gets the Insta models to, like, model them for him, and then shows Heidi, and she could give two shit. Yeah. She's like, I trust him, whatever. Like, I don't... Yeah. No, I didn't it's see that coming. nice, actually, that she's so secure in her relationship. At this point, because back in the day, in the old hills, like, there would have been so much jealousy and freaking out. And for her to be like, eh, whatever. True story. There were also a lot of eyes on Spencer at that party, so. (laughs) And cameras. Yeah, and a full production crew, so he wouldn't have gotten away with much, I don't think. Um, He also admits that he has a spending money problem. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) So then we get some more about Brandon and his drinking. And 
This is where the episode kicks into Spencer and Brody's drama. And Brody says something later in the episode that I really agree with about Spencer. But in this scene, he's basically mad at Brody that Brody won't get turned up with him. At and noon this, on a Tuesday. At noon on a Tuesday. Cheryl Crow would be appalled. Yeah, and Spencer shows up with a full bottle of tequila, and the fact that Brody doesn't want any is incredibly offensive to Spencer. Also, I need to get my hot little hands on that fucking tequila because they drink it on every reality show. Is it I like $30,000 a bottle or something? I don't think so. For those of you who haven't noticed it, and, and they've, I've seen it on Beverly Hills a bunch of times, a bunch of other, and the, on, on Vanderpump, it's like a white ceramic bottle with like blue what would you call it? Like flowers, vines, like yeah. painted in it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know the name of it and they drink it on all reality shows. So I, maybe it's the new Patron. I don't know. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. Um, I mean, it's a hundred dollar bottle of tequila. Oh, well, I mean, that's pretty expensive for tequila. Um, cause Patron's what, like 40, 50. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then, so now Spencer in this scene is on a kick where he's blaming Brody's wife for brainwashing him, making him less fun. And we got into all that. You're forgetting the in middle part where we went back to the lunch. Oh yeah. Talks about her plastic surgery. Oh, that was sad. Actually very sad. And she said, I've had enough surgery for a lifetime. And then she tells her story and, um, uh, Stephanie actually, it was funny because Stephanie Wells on the podcast was like, didn't that make you feel bad for her? And she was like, no, she's like, it didn't. And she's like, and I don't believe that she's claiming that the surgeon came to her. She, you know, and asked her to do it. She said, Spencer liked playmates, like big breasted blonde playmates. And she said, Heidi was insecure when they got together and she did it to make Spencer happy, which I believe I could, I, I mean, believe, it's still yeah. sad. She would change her body like that. But I mean, the whole thing, I thought it was very sad. It made me feel bad for Heidi. And um, I'm glad to hear her say that she's had enough surgery for a lifetime. Well, and she admitted that she let Hollywood get to her. And she said that it was an impulsive decision that she was too young to make. Yeah. Which, you know, is very mature. And I think she's really lucky that she looks somewhat, her face has settled so much from when she first got it done. She still looks really different than she did in the early days of the Hills, but I think it's calmed down a lot over the years and isn't as jarring as it used to be. Well, and she got her breasts reduced. Yeah. So yeah. Ridiculous size F tits or whatever it was that she had. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. It has calmed down again. It did make me like it was a little pang of sadness when they showed the side by side of like original Heidi and now Heidi. It was still like, oh, she was such a cute girl. It's a shame. I mean, I she's very now, but it was just it was kind of a bummer. Yeah, it was. So then we go back to this pool party, and you know, Brody had said, "I like partying with my wife." You know, I'm a responsible adult, and there's a time and place for everything, et cetera, et cetera. And then Brody leaves the pool party, right? Yes, but before Brody left, or maybe actually it was after Brody left, when they all kind of sit around and talk about it. Yeah. Um, it really seems to me that in this situation, Brody is the Heidi and Spencer is the Caitlin. Because back in the day, that's how it was. I mean, Spencer wouldn't let Heidi do anything. Spencer, I mean, Spencer was treating Heidi the way Spencer claims Caitlin is treating Brody. Right. And I thought it was interesting. And I wonder if that's one of the reasons it's so triggering to Spencer. It's because we hate the things in other people that we see in ourselves and don't want to admit. And I wonder if that's part of it. Right. Well, and I think Spencer can't admit to himself that Brody just doesn't want to hang with him anymore. You know, like it, it is sad. They used to be really close, but they were also really close when they were young. And now they're in their mid thirties and their lives are, you know, still pretty different despite both being in the same show and all that kind of stuff. And so instead he just like lashes out at Brody's wife and it's like, no, you can still be friendly and still hang without being ride or die best friends. 
And also, I didn't get, I mean, yes, Brody didn't get shit-faced with him, but he hung out. He was there. Like, he oh, interacted yeah. with everyone. He was there for a couple hours. And I'm like, you don't have to get, as someone myself, I don't like to day drink either. So no. as someone who doesn't like to day drink, like, uh, he, I mean, he, it wasn't like he was sitting in the corner pouting and left after five minutes. He hung out for the afternoon. Yeah. Went swimming, talked to everybody. Like, what's the problem? I don't know. I have no idea. And then he says, like, all heated, where the fuck is my best friend? Uh, your best friend and you are, were 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think they have a modern day friendship. They have a modern day acquaintanceship or whatever the word is, you know, like they are friendly. They are not best friends. Exactly. Yeah. So then we go to a shop called Wild Flora. And Audrina and Stephanie are shopping for plants? <laughs> uh, they never make that very clear. No. Um, I did think it was really funny, one of Spencer's tweets, um, when Stephanie was like, bamboo's supposed to be coming. He was like, you better buy all of it. <laughs> <laughs> or something along those lines. It was pretty funny. I had such a hard time listening to Stephanie in this scene because I could not stop staring at her face. And I don't know whether she got her lips touched up like the day of this scene or the day before this scene or whether she just really overdrew her lip liner, but I could not stop staring at her lips. Um, I think that she must have gotten them done fairly recently. Like it had that fresh like turn up thing happening. Yes, they looked so big. And I actually liked her, the, like, lip color she had on. It was just kind of a bubblegum pink. But the, <laughs> I think she was also wearing a pink shirt. Her California Barbie motif that she's going for was really, really, she succeeded. It was a lot. The thing is, I was really paying attention to her face this whole episode because it comes up a lot. And she talked about it in her podcast um, about how she and Justin Bobby have an ongoing joke about, like, all her fillers and Botox. And that was why we'll talk about what he said later in the episode. But... She was glad it made it in. But it is, again, it's like Heidi. It's, she looks gorgeous to me, but she doesn't look like Stephanie. Yeah. So it's not that she's ugly or it's not that she's weird looking necessarily. It's just that she doesn't look like Stephanie to me. Like I hear the voice and it's not coming out of what I know to be Stephanie's face and it's unsettling. <laughs> yeah. One of my friends who is watching didn't even recognize her at first. There were a couple times this episode when she was in group scenes when I didn't recognize her. And I'm yeah, like, it was same. Yeah. So they talk about how Bamboo is good fortune and how she's letting go of Spencer. She feels like it's just understood they're not going to reach out to one another now. And Audrina says, all you can do is accept it and move on. And then Audrina talks about the ending of the concert from the week before and that after Jason and his wife, Ashley, left, that Justin got more flirtatious with her, was grabbing her butt, and kissed her. Goodbye. Kissed her goodbye. Kissed her goodbye. And then Stephanie says, you know, Audrina's just so gullible, naive, and sweet. She always takes the bait. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, that is perceptive and true. Yeah. Yeah. So then Stephanie... Oh, and, oh, no, I'm sorry. Did you talk... Before that happened, what I thought was really funny is that she talks about Spencer and says, oh, Spencer would have... I like it. it she makes me sad because Spencer would love one of those crystal salt lamps. If you don't think Spencer doesn't have 50 crystal oh, salt yeah. lamps already, you are delusional, Stephanie. I can't imagine how many crystals he has in their home. I, I can't either. It probably looks like an exhibit at a natural history museum, honestly. Yeah. Except with some baby stuff. <laughs> um, so then Stephanie drops the bomb on Audrina that Justin came to see her and said, he's a really nice guy. And Audrina says in her confessional, he can drive two hours to check on Stephanie, but he can't drive 15 minutes to pick me up. And again, this is crazy... Like, I feel like Ardrina is so rewriting history. Like, first she does the, like, two-week thing last week about it. It was two weeks between when Justin, I, before I, where I didn't hear from Justin Bobby. Like, she said a week, and then she changed it to two weeks. 
now she's saying he wouldn't drive, I think she said 20 to 30 minutes to pick me up. But Justin said it would have taken him two hours because of traffic. Right. So it's like, who, who do we believe? I don't know. I think that Audrina is prone to exaggeration and is making um, Justin Bobby look a little worse than he actually is in this situation. I mean, I get it. I would be pissed too um, if he wouldn't come pick me up and then drove two hours to see a friend of mine. But at the same time, I think she is up playing, or I mean downplaying how close she is and how easy it would have been for her to come to her. Just like this kiss got all blown out of proportion as well. Right. And I think Audrina sort of needs to pick her battles with Justin. You know, she was also saying recently that he was so helpful and supportive after she got divorced and he reached out to her and did all these things. And her needing a ride to a concert is not the same thing as Stephanie getting screamed at by her brother in front of an entire television crew and full cast. Yeah. So, you know, like it was probably Stephanie was probably pretty shaken up after that. And he was being nice. I mean, they're using it as a romantic ploy, but you know, I think she needs to weigh both situations a little bit. And she let slip on the Pratt cast. And this is what I'm talking about with Stephanie. Like, Definitely saying things she shouldn't. She and Justin Bobby never hooked up. She no. doesn't like it like that. She does. So whatever they're alluding to this season, nothing ends up ever happening between her and Justin Bobby. Right? I, like they're best friends. That doesn't surprise me at all. It doesn't surprise me, but like they've been teasing it so heavily. It surprised me that she said it in the podcast because I'm sure the producers are like, shut the fuck up. Like we're trying to build suspense here and you have just ruined it because now everyone knows that nothing's going to happen. Right. I just didn't, I wasn't buying it because when you look at both of their dating history, they just don't seem like a, I mean, I know that people get attracted to different types of people as they grow older and that kind of thing, but they just don't seem like each other's type to me. I could see them not dating, but I could have seen them banging. Yeah. For sure. But apparently nothing, nothing happened. Well, and then Audrina says, you know, this is classic Justin, mixed signals and games. But that's all I have to say about Wild Flora. Me too. And then we're in the stew with Justin, Bobby, and Spencer. And, and Justin, Bobby can get it. Okay. So even his open chambray shirt with sweat dripping down it got me this time. And I feel like you have so much fanfic porn that someone needs to write for you now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so you have Jason, you have Justin Bobby singing, and then later in the scene, he refers to himself as a fish, and it could be like the shape of water, like Justin Bobby could be your fish. 100%. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Spencer, Justin is rehearsing, and Spencer's just sitting and watching him. Just Which because. is really interesting because in the confessional he talks about like what an amazing guy Justin Bobby is. But then recently on Twitter, he was like, he's a hack. He can't sing. What the fuck? Open mic night. And like really went off. So it's like, who do you believe? Uh, Justin. Um, 100%. <laughs> and he doesn't say Justin's amazing. He says Justin is magic. Magic. Yes. Which I feel like is even more than amazing. Yeah, I know. Um, so then Justin asks Spencer, have you talked to Stephanie? He says no. And then Spencer says that Stephanie only wanted to meet the baby so she could put it on Instagram and sort of pretend that she's a great aunt. And Justin admits that he would love to be Stephanie's friend and get to know her. (laughs) And Spencer smirks and says, well, that will be a fun journey for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which was mean, but... It made me cackle, and yeah. I loved it. And so then, let's see. Justin sort of says that the way that Spencer can't get too close to Stephanie, Justin can't get too close to Audrina. And this is where he admits that he's a fish. And he's a total Pisces, and then what do fish do when you tap on the glass? They swim away. <laughs> okay, Justin Bobby. Like, mm-hmm. that was the only time I have not been attracted to him, was when he was spouting his astro- astrology bullshit. And right. Give me a break. 
Yeah, just give me a break, Justin Bobby. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I can't believe you've admitted that you felt a twinge of not attracted to him just one time. Anyone, and more power (laughs) to you if you're into astrology, but it just makes me, like, laugh and giggle. And so I just don't, I can't take anyone seriously when they talk about that stuff. Um, I mean, I thoroughly enjoy reading my horoscope, and I do think that there are, are elements of my sign that I totally am, but I don't talk about it with people unless I know they're also into it. And it's not, it doesn't guide me. It's just something I enjoy reading about once in a while. Well, the, I did a test one time and I challenge all of you who are into astrology to do this. Instead of reading your horoscope in the morning, read it the next day. Oh yeah. Or, and that way you can truly judge if it sounds like you or is like you, instead of being guided by it and influenced by it. Because, trust me, it's a bullshit. Right. <laughs> and that is a hill I will, I will die on. If, um, I, if you want to hear an even funnier aside, so when I found out that there aren't just sun signs in astrology, that you actually have, like, a sign for other planets, <laughs> I found some, like, really obscure website, and I did my full chart because I really uh, wanted to. I thought I was just going to figure everything out one time. And I was like, this is so interesting. How the hell do me and my husband get along? Because we're the same astrological sign. And so then I did his full chart. (laughs) And he came home and he thinks it's total bullshit. And he was so annoyed with me. And he was like, yeah, so what's your takeaway? And I was like, we have really compatible moon signs. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks I'm a moron, an even bigger moron than he thought I was. <laughs> so then Justin goes on to talk about how he doesn't want to get close to Audrina's kid. Well, but because Spencer pushes him about it. Yes. And says, you know, if Audrina didn't have a kid, like, I think they'd be together, whatever. And I have to say that I really liked that Justin Bobby was worried about the kid. And I thought everything he said was incredibly valid. That he grew up in a broken home. People came and went. It was very upsetting. And he, you know, he said, what happens if I get attached to the child and I'm in her life and then Audrina and I aren't together anymore. And then, you know, I don't get to see the kid and the kid doesn't know where I went. Like, I really appreciated that. And I thought it was coming from a very mature place. Yeah. And I also think another factor to it that he didn't say, or maybe we didn't see, is that Audrina is going through a divorce. Like, they might be legally divorced, but like, because of the custody battle and other things, she is still dealing with some serious fallout from her marriage. And maybe he doesn't want to be her sort of rebound. He wants to wait until she's, you know, more together, more ready, all that stuff. Yeah. That would be valid, too. Well, and I also think it's valid to say that maybe you don't want an instant family. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't ever want to have kids. Like, I don't want to date anyone with kids because I, I personally don't want kids. So, I mean, I think that's a valid and mature reason to say that you don't want to date somebody. Yeah, Definitely. And like you said, he's a fish. He's going to swim away. Yeah. I s- tweeted that um, maybe we can get him to star in um, Finding Nemo 3. <laughs> I know. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we go shopping with Audrina again. Audrina's just a shopaholic on, the, on New Beginnings, isn't she? At the shop Laguna Beach. And I need friend and friend of the pod, Diana Metzger, to weigh in. But I'm pretty sure that show has been filmed at before on Laguna Beach. There are only so many stores in Laguna Beach. It's a pretty small town. Oh, Um, probably. Yeah, it looks familiar to me. And so Audrina is debating whether or not she wants to go to Justin's show. With Ashley? Well, with everybody. No, I'm going to say she's at the store with Ashley. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, So she's debating whether or not she wants to go to the concert because of how Justin's been behaving, etc., And Ashley says, well, why can't you guys just be friends? And why can't he be happy with that? And I think Justin is happy with that. And then she says, Justin's so hot and cold and she's been so patient, but he needs to tell her what's going on. And then she admits that she is bummed that he hung out with Stephanie to Ashley. And I did Google map it and... The drive from Huntington Beach to L.A. is an hour and ten minutes, and that's without traffic. Okay, so two hours. Yep. So where does Audrina live? The Orange- She lives in Orange County. Oh, okay. 
I'm guessing. Yeah, and I think Jason and his wife do too, because Laguna Beach is Orange County, and I think they both don't live that far. Because Ashley said on Prattcast that she was commuting from Orange County to LA to film a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just want to know why Audrina is picking out her own clothes because I thought she had a stylist to do that for her. I know, especially for concerts. Yeah. And her outfit was very similar to what she wore at the last concert. Very much so. I mean, it's very cute, but I think, I think she picked that out herself. Um, so then Ashley tells her that she should go and that she won't really see Justin because he'll be on stage and Audrina says, you know, if everybody else wasn't going, she wouldn't go by herself to see him, but she will go to this concert. So then Spencer goes to Brandon's house <laughs> <laughs> and brings him the greatest housewarming gift of all time, I think. Pretty which much. Is a giant crystal and a burrito. And a giant burrito. And it's the most on brand thing Spencer has done all season. The only thing that would have made it better is if he also brought him an espresso machine. Or did some karate with him or whatever. Jiu-jitsu, sorry. I was going to say. Careful. Sorry. <laughs> Although, how amazing would it be if one of your friends showed up at your house and just brought you a giant burrito? Um, my friends do it all the time. And by friends, I mean the people from Postmates. I was going to say, your friends at Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. So then Spencer says, if anyone comes to my new house and doesn't bring me a crystal or a burrito, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So Brandon is reading a script while drinking a kombucha, which may be one of the most L.A. things I've ever seen on this show. And he's rehearsing or reading for a part um, playing a junkie. And he tells Spencer that it gets at the part of his life and it really triggers him because he's sober now. And Which Spencer. Another thing, to, to, as a callback to the pool party, I thought it was interesting that Brandon was jumping on the Brody is not being cool and like partying with you, Bandwagon, because Brandon is sober. I know. So you think he'd be supportive of someone if they were like, I'm not drinking at noon on a Tuesday. So I had that in my notes too. And he was really quick to offer other people drinks. And I know that those two don't always, you know, those two things don't mean anything about the other, but like, as soon as other people were walking in, he was like, you want some Rose? You want some tequila? And I was like, they can serve themselves. Like it's a pool party. He was probably just being a gracious host, but I thought it was interesting anyway. Yeah. So then Brody admits that Brandon grew up in a really fast lifestyle and that he's a lot more mature than other people that Spencer has come across who grew up in similar situations. And Brandon admits that he understands what Spencer is feeling about Brody. And Spencer ends the scene by saying, until he sees the real Brody, he doesn't care. Um, my only real takeaway from this is that Brandon's confessionals were filmed way later than this scene was filmed because of his hair. In the confessionals, his hair is not, no longer blonde, and it's a lot longer, especially in the back. So his confessional was filmed at least like a month and a half, two months after the scene. I think he looks cuter in his confessional, too. 100%. He looks terrible in that blonde hair. But I just think it's interesting that it seems like a lot of these confessionals were filmed way after the fact. Yeah. When usually, like with Beverly Hills, which is where these producers came from, they were filmed pretty much weekly. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they have to, they pick out, on all of the Bravo, the Housewives shows, they pick out a look, and then they film weekly, and then their makeup and hair team or whatever has to recreate the look every time when they come into film. Oh my god. Sometimes I try to look for the subtle nuances and how their hair is a little different to see. Oh, fun. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting to me that this was filmed. I mean, this was obviously, this confessional was filmed months after the scene actually happened. I should play close attention like we used to with the original Hills to the manicure colors. Oh, yes. Good call. Good call. I mean, I feel like a good makeup artist would catch it, but it's also such a pain in the ass, especially if someone has like a fresh gel manicure, they're not going to take it off. Yeah. Yeah. So after the scene with Spencer and Brandon, we get this... I'm going to go ahead and say amazing scene with Stephanie and Justin. 
<laughs> and amazing because it made me laugh so many times. Yeah. So Stephanie says they're building this, quote, incredible friendship. And then so as Stephanie's walking through, genius editing, we cut to <laughs> Justin's confessional. He says, I don't know what she put in her face, but it's working. She's a gorgeous woman. <laughs> and that's where I was like really wondering if Stephanie would be Justin's type at all. I feel like women who have had a lot of work done don't seem his speed to me. Agreed. Um, but again, on the Prattcast, she said that an ongoing behind the scenes joke of her and Justin Bobby's is all her filler and Botox. And she said that she was really glad that one of the jokes made it onto the show. Okay. So that was him. I mean, I, I think he's, said numerous things like that we just got they ended up on the cutting room floor right so then well also we need to talk about where they are they're at paloma yes which i want to talk about because is it paloma picasso it's written just like the way she writes it for her jewelry line oh i mean it's the same font and everything so it's like does paloma picasso own a tequila bar in la probably hold on paloma it's weird Paloma Hollywood. Oh, yeah. It's definitely the same logo. Yeah. Good catch. Which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a bigger brand. Um, so also on that note is I need to finish this quote from Justin because I watched it about four times so that I could get it down verbatim in my notes. So after he says that Stephanie's a gorgeous woman, he says... I'm a man's man. I like to see a woman's woman. There's boys, boys, there's girls, girls, there's young adults, and then there's adolescents, and then there's guys and girls, and then there's men and women. What was the question? <laughs> That's what he says in his confessional to producers. Yeah, he's on some good shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Because even I was like, what is he talking about? And then I'm like, oh, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. Like, okay. I I was so confused and I sure okay what was just like stumbled into a blur song accidentally yeah (laughs) and I still don't I don't understand what he's saying I really don't um and then she says that she loves the name of his band Bobby Rock and what's that like to write on boobs and he says he's done it but it's really fun when the pen doesn't work and you have to do it over and over again (laughs) Um, I just, oh no, go ahead. What were you saying? Well, and then Stephanie asks what it's like to sign a mom's boobs. Like, is there milk everywhere? Which that's a little gross, but. <laughs> and Justin says, Are you pregnant? And she says, You have to have sex to get pregnant. But they have, they do, they seem like friends who kind of poke fun at each other. 100%. Yeah. And I was, I was enjoying it. I just wasn't buying the romance. My only takeaway was that I thought that Stephanie looked like a disco panda, and I'm absolutely here for it. Yeah, she did. I loved that top. Yeah. Um, So then they start talking about Justin and Audrina, and Stephanie says, but somebody kissed Audrina. And Justin denies it. And he says, I mean, I kissed her maybe goodbye. And then he says, from now on, I'll give her a high five. Well, and that's what I wrote in my notes that this kiss stuff is dumb and it's going to keep annoying me because he did just kiss her goodbye. I mean, I've kissed my family members like that. Like, this is so stupid. And the fact that other people are acting like they rolled around on the floor and made out, like he just kissed her goodbye. Like, I know. Bye. It's so, I mean, it's just mountain out of a molehill. But I do like that Stephanie's, they call each other sneaky little shits. And then Stephanie says, but you're one person with her. And then if someone else is watching, you're, you're someone else with Audrina, which I think is true. I do think that is true. And he denies it. And she says, I don't believe you for a second. Agreed. So then we are on Caitlin and Brody's date night and they're playing air hockey. Um, so I was bored with this both times I watched it. And my only takeaway was you motherfuckers should have worked out this kid bullshit before you got married. One hundo. Um, my main takeaway is that I was glad that other couples enjoy an arcade night because my husband and I love that when we're both feeling uh, down for fun. That's what we do. We go all the way out to the burbs and we go to Dave and Buster's. 
Sorry, not sorry. Well, Stephanie's takeaway on the podcast was um, that, oh my God, they must have gone to Malibu. I mean, they must have gone to the Valley. She's like, because there's no arcades in Malibu. She's like, it's a long way to go for a date. But it was actually um, a go-kart track. Yeah, I know. It looked awesome. Yeah. (laughs) So long story short, I'll sum it up because it was pretty boring that Caitlin is, this is their plot for the season that, you know, whether or not it's true, who knows. Um, Caitlin wants a baby now that she's 30 and Brody's not quite ready. And all he knows is divorce and broken families. And he's just not ready to take that on. And she just wants him to give it an appropriate level of interest and effort. And he says he's not opposed to it, but if it takes a few years to accomplish that, he's okay with that. Yeah. So they did talk a little bit more about his relationship with Caitlin and how it's taken a toll on Brody and that Caitlin said he seems more pessimistic with relationships, just like romantic ones and friends. And the idea of having kids is different to him than it used to be. And that makes sense to me. Um, And our friend and friend of the pod, Jill and I texted back and forth a little bit because anyone with an asshole dad, we can relate. And we know Brody. It's, that's the truth. So then we are at Paloma. And we finally get Misha. Like after fucking 45 minutes, we finally get some Misha. Thank God. Yes. Oh, Stephanie said in the podcast that Misha is an actress on a reality show and acting like a reality person. And when they did press, she didn't hang out with any of them. Um, oh. And it's treating this like an actress because Wells asked her, he was like, I feel like she's acting. And she's like, oh, she is. Um, but it's weird because she also said that she's known her for a really long time. Like they're real friends. So it was a little confusing, but yeah. Well, Stephanie and Caitlin arrived together, and I love that Stephanie said, we're his first groupies, let's go to the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Misha arrives in this, like, adorable, um, it's like a gold lame dress, so it's kind of short, but it has long sleeves. She's really rocking the 70s vibe still. I'm loving it, yeah. When she was behind the wheel of her car in her very first scene, I wasn't digging it. And maybe it was because there was a giant bow on her neck or something weird. But I'm, I'm liking it more now. Um, and all the ladies look really good, but they're all dressed for completely different events. <laughs> Caitlin's wearing like jeans and a cute top with some Dorit Kemsley style clips in her hair. Misha's oh, which dressed- I was finding out later. I was like, Caitlin has stolen her, her look from Dorit. Yeah. And did you see who did it on Watch What Happens Live? No. Catherine from Southern Charm. Oh, she, wore, she did. She wore a huge clip that says woman. Ugh, I'm so annoyed that's becoming a thing. I know. This clip. So then Misha's in this gold lame dress. And then Miss Heidi is coming in in a pencil skirt and a sheer top with a black bra under it. And Heidi looked so good. That's not even my type of outfit. And I, I thought she looked so good in it. I don't know who I've become. (laughs) (laughs) And Audrina shows up dressed like she was dressed at the festival last week, like a cute little outfit and a hat. So there's that. Well, part of it maybe that I have a feeling all of these people are going elsewhere afterwards. So they probably dress for wherever they're going after filming is done and they're done with Justin Bobby's concert. Yeah. And it's an interesting venue. It's not like a concert venue. It's sort of a restaurant with an event space in the back sort of Spencer had a lot to say about it on Twitter oh he did yeah see that he claimed it was open night it kind of looked like one yeah yeah okay um so Stephanie is respecting Spencer and Heidi's space they don't really interact and then Brandon arrives with Lorena um the girl who modeled the 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 model yep And Spencer refers to them as his new favorite couple. Heidi thanks the model and says, we should do a photo shoot together because Brandon's a model. And then Brandon says he would definitely get naked for some Pratt daddy. Yep. (laughs) There you go. There's an there. If someone wants some Brandon fan fiction porn, there you go. That's it. And then there's a brief cutaway to Frankie asking Audrina if Justin is going to dedicate a song to her. LOL. 
<laughs> and she says, oh my God, no. And then Audrina is sitting on the couch with Stephanie and Misha. And she says, I don't feel like anyone is here. And Stephanie accuses her of throwing shade. And Misha says in her confessional, sometimes Stephanie is sweet and sometimes she's got so much venom. Which is true. Yeah. And if it was an open mic night, maybe a lot of people weren't there. Maybe. Yep. So then the scene transitions to the Spencer and Brody drama. So Caitlin invites people to come to Vegas because Brody is a residency at the club Jewel at the Aria. And she says the six month residency from April to October. And she invites everybody to come hang and see, you know, what Brody's up to. And then <laughs> Heidi says to Caitlin, Spencer didn't get invited. Caitlin says, no, he really did. And Heidi says, no, he really didn't. And Heidi, you don't help your husband when you cover up for him. I feel like all she and Spencer do is cover for each other, though. And she would ride or die for Spencer, so why wouldn't Caitlin do that for Brody? Well, and all of this is kind of a moot point, because... Um... Even Stephanie said on the podcast they were invited. Like, Brody did invite Spencer to Vegas for this thing. And it was a production thing. Obviously, everyone was invited. Um, yeah. She did say that the thing she felt bad about that Spencer was not invited to was when Brody had said, like, hey, man, I won't hang out with you on a Tuesday. But, like, I, we could have gotten turned up Friday or Saturday or Sunday. Like, where were you then? And when Spencer was like, well, you were sleeping in your truck. But uh, Stephanie said... She and Spencer were good at the time, and she'd seen the, the text messages, and Brody did not invite him to that. But she was invited to Vegas. Okay. So all this is and, Right. And Heidi says that she doesn't think Caitlin likes her and Spencer. So she's sort of playing the same card that Spencer has been playing when it comes to Caitlin. So then Brody walks in, and I have so many notes on this, and I'm trying to sum it up quickly, but I also don't want to miss anything. So Brody walks in, and he kind of walks into the drama, and Caitlin fills him in about what's going on. And suddenly, it's not about Vegas, and it's about the fact that Brody didn't go meet the baby. Because that's what Heidi apparently said to Caitlin off-camera. No, so, she said on camera. She did? Yeah, she did. She said, like, you guys didn't go, you guys didn't even come over to meet Gunner. Like, Spencer was really hurt. I mean, she said it on camera. Oh, I missed it. I thought they were just talking about Vegas. Um, <laughs> so then Brody, to his credit, he goes up to Spencer and says, like, you know, what's going on, etc. Um, Oh, wait. Nope, that's when he's talking to Caitlin. Wrong note. Sorry. So Brody says in his conventional confessional, all Spencer has to do is talk to him about things instead of bringing up stuff out of nowhere. And I, I think that's a fair point because Brody just walked into a concert to see their mutual friend perform and all of a sudden Spencer has all these feelings when really, you know, Spencer could have called Brody up or texted him or something and things sooner than right now uh, okay so there are where we are oh um, my favorite part about all of this that you missed in the beginning was that i love that caitlin said no one's ever come to see birdie play they don't even know what kind of music he plays oh, oh yeah <laughs> um i'm gonna go with the edm there caitlin yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that i know what kind of music birdie plays and i'm still pissed at birdie because he was supposed to play at the Capitol Skyline pool party years ago, and Jess Levin and I went, and he never shut up. Ugh, unforgivable. He never shut up. Right. My favorite part of this scene actually was the girl sitting next to Brody Lynn in the hat. Did you catch her? Oh, I tweeted about it. I said the I said that the they the, all of this arguing was missing the main highlight of the episode there, Barry the Lead, which was the girl in the patent leather beret. Yes, yes. She was giving me vintage Olsen twin vibes. 
Um, first of all, not even that, but like who, where do you even find a giant black patent leather beret? I don't know. She was, it was pretty insane. though. It was insane. <laughs> so then Brody sits down with Spencer and says like, come have a little talk. Are you upset with me? And Spencer says the final straw was the pool party. And Brody says, so Heidi brought up the gunner stuff with Caitlin you know, let's, let's talk about it. And Spencer says, if you had a son, I would have made a huge priority to go meet him, which was, I think that's fair. And that's, you know, that's Spencer being honest about something. So we get a commercial break. And then when we come back, Justin takes the stage, (laughs) fan fiction porn yet again for Frank. And he says he wants to thank all the motherfuckers in the back. And he starts singing, and Audrina admits that Justin has swag and that she's a sucker for his eyes, but sometimes his cockiness is just ugh. <laughs> um, but then we get a shot of Justin singing, and then did you get the shot of Stephanie dancing in the back? I sure did. And she said in the Pratt cast that she said there will be more dancing to come. I cannot wait and for all the gifts of it <laughs> she looked like the happiest person in the room i was loving it all right so let's keep hacking away at this brody and spencer drama so brody says that he thinks spencer is acting like a little baby and that real brody is not 10 tequilas deep brody and he says you know roll out with me on a friday or saturday night and spencer points in his face and says, I wasn't invited. And then Brody, I thought was pretty calm throughout the whole thing. And then he starts to get mad. He says, get your finger out of my face and starting to turn into something ugly. And then Spencer brings up the wedding again. And Brody says the wedding party. I didn't invite you. You were invited to that. And he says, no, your wedding and Brody admits that there were some of his even more recent best friends that weren't invited to his wedding. And Brody says, get in line, let's go hang out and have fun. I mean, and I then, thought that Brody was very, uh, the, and at the end of this to me was that I thought Brody very sincerely apologized. Spencer didn't accept it. I did not understand Spencer's point of view in this fight. Because he, I mean, it seemed very tit for tat. Again, they haven't, they used to be good friends. They haven't really hung out in five years. He didn't immediately go see the baby, but conversely, he wasn't invited to the baby's first birthday party. I mean, it's, it seems to be pe- people fucked up on both sides. And Brody's right. yelling and apologized. Right. And so Brody even says, maybe I was really hurt by you. And Spencer says, you know, don't say you were hurt by me. And Brody says, so you're the only one with feelings? And then Brody admits, you know, it's both of our faults. I'm sorry. And I apologize. And he says, can we move forward? And Spencer just says, no. And then he brings up the fact that Brody wasn't there for him and Heidi when they were down. And it's, it seems like Spencer has this dynamic with a lot of people. Like this is not unique to Stephanie and it's not unique to Brody. He does a lot of finger pointing and he's, you know, he admits that he holds grudges and all that kind of stuff, but it does seem like some of the people in his life want to clear the slate and start over, and he doesn't want to do that. Well, I don't think he's capable of doing it, because what I think Brody has touched on and what Stephanie talked a lot about in her podcast is that he, like we have said, and he said he holds grudges. So when something happens, he doesn't confront it at the time. He waits until sometimes years later, when he's been festering and built up so much, to bring it up. And by then, it's too late. Like, he's too angry. He's too worked up about it. Yeah. There's moving past it. He's not capable of forgetting and uh, forgiving and forgetting and moving on. He just can't. He's not capable of it. Yeah. No. And it's kind of sad. And I feel like, you know, I can see where Spencer and Stephanie have all these problems because they, she probably has some of that, too. And they just don't. They're not going to mesh. And then we close out the episode with Audrina leaving because she doesn't want to see Justin. Yes. She has a lot to talk about with him, but tonight is his night and she doesn't want to have a serious conversation. 
And that's that. That's that. Now, I believe, according to Prattcast, next week we get Vegas. And Stephanie said it's lit. That it's going to be whack crazy. So I'm looking forward to it. I know. And I hope... Oh, yeah. and she said that Perez Hilton comes back. Interesting. Probably because Spencer and Heidi invited him. Probably. I mean, I just think it's funny the people they surround themselves with because they also, I don't know if they still are, but they were really good friends with Alex Jones. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Who's now like banned from Twitter and all like, I mean, he was already reprehensible. Now it might be in criminal trouble. It's like, uh, surround yourself with better people, dude. Like at least Stephanie's not surrounding herself with people like that. Yeah. True story. Yeah. Um, and then Justin and Audrina get into it next week too. And he says, stop lying about the kissing stuff. So I, but I don't think she was lying. I think that she said, he, she even said he kissed me goodbye when the first time she said it. And I think everyone else ran with it. And that's where I made it sound like they were making out or something. So I don't think she lied. And I don't think he lied. I think everyone else, it was like a fucked up game of telephone and it just got fucked up. Could be. Maybe she also read too much into it because part of her wants to read too much into it. Maybe it's just feeling good to flirt again, you know? Yeah, definitely. Especially with someone as hot as Justin. I don't know. For reals, I hope we get to see Ryan Cabrera in the show. I get really excited if that happens. (laughs) It'll really be a reboot if that happens. But that's it. That's it. That's the end of our episode, and um, we will talk to you guys again next week. And once again, next Monday, I will be live tweeting the episode. So tune in if you're interested. Woohoo! Until next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at franklymarebb at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.